Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. My guest today is Ted Shimmer, author of The Freedom Fight, a research-based discipleship curriculum that equips men and women to break free from pornography so they can run their race and reach their God-given potential in Christ. In this episode, Ted shares his 30-plus year history of discipling college students and how he got involved in specifically helping young adults address struggles with porn and how to break free. He also shares six main routes to porn addiction, some key principles that lead to long-term freedom from porn, and why addressing porn is a huge opportunity for the church to help Christians know what it means to live out their true identity in Christ. Ted's heart is not just that men and women get free from porn, but that they outgrow the perceived need for it. Learn more about Ted and the Freedom Fight at thefreedomfight.org. For more resources, visit BeBroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation with Ted. All right. Well, Ted Shimmer, welcome to the program. Hey, Jonathan. It's good to be with you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to to be able to get you on the program here. I've got your your book here, The Freedom Fight. We're going to talk about that a little bit uh, later on. Um, but I want to first just let our listeners and viewers know who you are. And because you've been working in this space of, of working with young people for a lot of years in, in discipling young people. Can you share a little bit about that history of ministry? And then ultimately what more recently has gotten you uh more focused on the issue of pornography. Yeah. Well, my my wife and I uh, joined the staff of student mobilization back in 1991 to do evangelism and discipleship with college students. And so, you know, that's that's been kind of where we've worked in, you know, in 2004, 05, 06, we just started noticing that more and more of our student leaders uh, were being disqualified from leadership because of a porn addiction. And, and so much so that in 07, you know, we identified pornography as the biggest obstacle to us as a ministry, you know, fulfilling our mission of building spiritual leaders for Christ. And, and so it was in 07 that we, we started having all of our staff men go through a porn addiction recovery program uh, so that we could be better equipped and helping students find freedom in the context of disciple making. And, you know, and it's ironic, John, I think, because that was in 07, and that happened to also be the same year the iPhone came out. And so what we thought was a desperate situation was about to get dramatically worse. Um, 
And so, and really that, that's, that was kind of the first year I, I started my deep dive and, you know, in the ensuing years as I begin to work with different staff and walk through different programs, I've, I've been through, you know, over 20 different, you know, porn addiction recovery programs and uh, was, you know, trained as a certified sex addiction therapist and, um, you know, to really get the, the clinical side of it as well. And then, you know, and again, this whole space I'm working in is the discipleship um, and really looking through that lens. Um, and so it was in 2015, um, you know, we, we, we had, you know, identified those key principles that led to freedom. And we we're like, hey, we need to put this in a more user-friendly format um, just you know, to, to make it more accessible. And so that's when we created the Freedom Fight is our, you know, online uh, porn addiction recovery program. And, um, and so we launched that in 2017 and, you know, been continuing on with that since. When you, uh, when you first started getting more intentional in your ministry about trying to address issues of pornography and pornography addiction and just then the things that came along with the iPhone and all of that, what were some of the major challenges or obstacles that you had in trying to maybe help young men break free from this monster of yeah ubiquitous porn access? Uh, well, and I think, you know, and it was interesting kind of uh, growth and evolution on my part because back in the 90s when you know there were you know many much fewer students that were struggling with porn uh i addressed the issue only from a spiritual angle you know Mm. more prayer more accountability more scripture memory and you know hey let's you know set up boundaries and that was enough um you know for the guys i was working with but you know the the addictions were getting deeper and and so that's that's really when things kind of started getting you know more desperate because i was running the same plays but they weren't working anymore Mm. you know and it's like uh okay there's something else going on um and so that's that's really what kind of brought us to the point of hey we need to take a deeper dive into this topic because there's some other factors at play that we aren't addressing, um, you know, and, and so that, so that, that was kind of a, a philosophical challenge, just, you know, kind of stepping in and recognizing, hey, there's some other dynamics that make this, you know, much more difficult to break free. You know, I was working with guys, you know, some guys were, you know, division one athletes, very disciplined, uh, had every reason and motivation to want to find freedom, um, you know, doing all the right things, and yet they kept going back to it. And, mm. um, and so, you know, just recognizing, hey, there's, there's some other elements that hey, we need to be educated on, uh, you know, so we can address this in a holistic, uh, you know, way, in the, you know, that's a more effective as well. Yeah, you know, you talk about kind of the, the game changing, so to speak. It makes me think of, uh, you know, athletes that describe uh, the difference between, let's say, having played their sport in high school versus getting to college and then the pros, like the yeah. speed of the game changes. The you, you can't run the same plays in, in the <laughs> NFL that you ran in high school, yeah. right? It, they won't work. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned, you write in the book that there's six main routes to pornography addiction. Can you uh, 
outline those for us and um, and maybe help us understand why knowing these root causes will help us find freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, you know, and the first is the most obvious, just the sexualized society, um, you know, our hypersexualized society. But I think just the, it's, you know, you can't um, overstate the significance of access and mm-hmm. how access leads to addiction. Um, because it was when the iPhone came on and people had private access to the internet, you know, that's when, you know, a number of addictions, you know, begin to really take root. And so the access piece is, is massive. Um, and so, you know, really, you know, helping people identify their triggers and develop boundaries. And, you know, again, that's kind of the most obvious and tangible uh, step, um, you know, somebody could take. The addicted brain um, is, you know, also another route that must be addressed, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about renewing the mind. Transformation happens by renewing the mind. And we know it's not enough just to avoid the old pathway, the old porn pathway, but you must build new ones. And so building a new neurological pathway, um, you know, is, you know, an important, you know, aspect, you know, of really overcoming this um, isolation Sex addiction is classified as an intimacy disorder. And, you know, the interesting thing about isolation is, you know, the shame leads to isolation. But those who are in isolation, uh, they're more susceptible to, you know, the, the fake intimacy of pornography um, and the bonding that takes place. Because when somebody, you know, is watching porn and masturbating, um, oxytocin is released and oxytocin is that bonding chemical and, and people start building bonds with, you know, the actors or actresses and, you know, the videos and it becomes a fake intimacy. It becomes something that they're attached to and they, you know, they wouldn't ever say they have an emotional attachment, but that's what it is. Uh, and those who, have learned to develop authentic, deep relationships in real life, um, you know, or, you know, in a much stronger position not to be, you know, sucked in uh, by the fake intimacy of of porn. Um, Negative emotions uh, is, you know, another important uh, root of addiction because, you know, addiction experts tell us when somebody starts using the dopamine high, from their drug, whether that's alcohol, you know, uh, cocaine or pornography, when they start using that dopamine high to medicate their negative emotions, that's when the addiction goes to a whole new level of depth. Um, and so really helping people grow in their emotional awareness and understanding, hey, what are those, what are those emotional triggers that, you know, lead me to, you know, to act out and, and you know, and that was one of those mysterious pieces. Guys were just like, man, this huge urge to use porn just hit me out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, but then when we go back and look, it was usually an emotional trigger that, yeah. you know, and as guys were not necessarily just naturally emotionally aware. And, and so that becomes one of those, you know, demystifying pieces uh, of, of learning about, hey, my emotional triggers. 
Uh, shame is the fifth root. Um, and, you know, a lot of sex addiction therapists would say shame is the strongest, uh, the most influential, and it's really connected to each of those others in different ways. Um, and so really, you know, learning to live out of an identity in Christ instead of out of a shame identity and just, um, you know, the, the significance of that. You know, the Apostle Paul talks about uh, laying down the old self and taking up the new self. And, and part of that old self is that, that shame identity. And, um, and then finally, trauma. Um, mm mm-hmm you know, is a, a significant element. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, Your Body Keeps the Score, but it's a great mm. book on trauma. But one of the trauma experts, you know, one of the things that he says, which, you know, is really kind of tapping into just a, a biblical truth is the most traumatic thing that, you know, happens to a person typically are, are the lies they tell themselves. And so it's not just the traumatic event that, that, you know, is where the trauma is, but it's, hey, what are the lies I tell myself, the messages that I've taken to heart? Like, I deserve this, or this was my fault, or I'm a failure, or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and so learning to replace, identify and then replace those lies with truth, um, you know, is really, really essential in... And so those, those are the six, you know, roots of a porn addiction that, we, you know, our, our program, which is, you know, a free program um, that we systematically work through. And, you know, and I will say one thing that, you know, I think is just interesting. You've been in the space a long time. The, uh, Patrick Carnes, who was kind of the godfather of, you know, sex mm-hmm. addiction recovery, um, you know, from 85 to 2001, he did a, a study on, you know, recovered sex addicts and to, to determine, hey, what, you know, what led to freedom. But 97% of that group were, came out of abusive backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the trauma was a massive element uh, of sex addiction. And so out of that became the trauma model that, hey, if you, if you have an addiction, we need to find out, hey, what the trauma is. And so that's, that's still obviously a very important part. But I think, you know, because of the iPhone and access, you have a lot more people that, that are addicted to porn that don't necessarily have that a trauma or abusive background that used to be the defining foundation of the old porn addict or old sex addict. Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, I think that that's, you know, because a lot of models are still focused on the trauma model as the, you know, the, the dominant, you know, paradigm. And it's, it's obviously still important, but I think, you know, particularly working with college students that, you know, I've seen that be a big miss for them uh, when it's only the trauma model. And so really addressing it, addressing the issue from a holistic, uh, you know, point of view is, is really essential. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, a lot of the statistics will bear out that there's, when it comes to, um, interaction or behaviors related to pornography use, 
there's very little difference between the non-believer and the Christian. Um, one, why do you think that is? And um, where do you then start when you when it's kind of like the lines have been blurred? There's not a sense of uh, a person who professes to be a Christian that that identity is having any impact on their porn use. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's... Um... You know, the Barna Group did a did a study several years ago that found that there was only a one percent difference between the monthly porn habit of a Christian man versus the monthly porn habit of a non-Christian. Um, and then, you know, and the and the reality is, we we did a study ourselves just a couple of years ago that uh, found that you know the younger you get, the bigger the percentage, and the younger that the the age group. Um, and, you know, we did a study of over 1,300 college students that from over 30 different campuses who all said their faith in Jesus Christ was very important. They were plugged into a campus ministry. 40% of those we surveyed were part of their leadership. So these, are our, these aren't just your average college students. These are your growing Christian college students. 89% of that group of the men watch porn at least occasionally in the last 12 months. Uh, you know, 61% of that group were watching porn at least weekly, and one in four of that group were watching daily or multiple times a day. Um, and so just recognizing that these are our future Christian husbands, you know, fathers, pastors. Um, and so, you know, just, you know, recognizing that, you know, it's an issue, and it's, and it's not just a guy's issue that, more and more women are struggling. That same, you know, survey, 51% of the women said they had watched porn, these growing Christian women, uh, college women. Um, and 21 in four were watching porn at least monthly or more. Uh, so the frequency between the, the men and women was, you know, uh, quite a bit different, but it's, it's still a substantial, you know, percentage. And so I, I think the difference is, and we, we actually, we did a, uh, some marketing research, you know, to really kind of ask the, answer the question, who are the people most motivated to get help from this issue? And what we found, it was, um, you know, those who were evangelical and were going to church at least once a week. So people who were more engaged in their faith their motivation uh, to address the issue was, you know, that was the, the highest, you know, uh, you know on, the, on the spectrum. And so I think that could be an encouragement to pastors that, you know, people want to deal with this issue. If they have the Spirit of God, um, there's, there's a desire, uh, you know, to lay, lay aside the sin and, and find freedom. Yeah, you say in the book that you actually say that addressing porn addiction in the church is actually an opportunity. What do you what do you mean by that? Well, and you know, I think it's an opportunity for deep discipleship. If you think of how the apostle Paul addressed the Ephesian believers, you know, in first century Ephesus, a very hypersexualized society, um, you know, with the Roman bathhouses, prostitution was legalized, um, and you know, Paul's addressing this group of believers that, you know, and he says, hey, quit living like the Gentiles around you. And as he describes how they're living, it's, 
you know, their, their sensuality, their, you know, sexually immoral. Um, but when, when Paul addresses it, you know, he addresses it as, hey, these are some things you need to do to renew your mind. Uh, so all six of those, of those roots of addiction are found in that, that passage in uh, Ephesians 4, 17 through 27. Um, but when the Apostle Paul addressed the issue, you know, it wasn't a cliche that, you know, hey, just pray more and you'll be, you know, set free. Or, hey, the truth will set you free. And, um, but he actually unpacked that, hey, you need to renew your mind. You need to put on your new self and that is uh, created in holiness. And so, hey, I need, to, I need to set some boundaries. I need to separate myself, uh, you know, from some of the sin. Uh, and of course, in Ephesians, living out of your identity in Christ is, is huge. Um, and so I think just what's required for somebody to break free from porn as you look at that passage, authentic relationship, Paul says, speak the truth to one another, lay aside falsehood, speak truth to one another. And then he says, you are members of one another. And, and so there's you know, when, when people go through recovery in a small group, the depth of relationship that's required and of authenticity is just at a whole new level. And the, the depth of growing in emotional awareness and intelligence in order to identify, hey, what are my emotional triggers is also at a whole new level. And so, um, you know, and that's what we've seen is it's an incredible opportunity, Jonathan, just for deep discipleship that when people are finding freedom, they're not just finding freedom, but as, you know, Hebrews 12, one says that, you know, lay aside the, the weight and the sin that so easily entangles so that we can run with endurance. The race set before us is, you know, man, I don't know of a, a, a heavier weight or more entangling sin than pornography for this generation. Uh, but the ultimate goal isn't just freedom from that passage, but it's so that we can run free mm-hmm. after Christ and His purposes. And so that's what we're seeing. It's not just, hey, go through this program, find freedom, but it's all of a sudden I'm more grounded in the Scriptures. My clarity of man pursuing Christ is at a whole new level. Uh, my ability to have authentic relationships. Um, and so just... People are, are primed and ready and, you know, really ready to step out and pursue Christ and His purposes like they, they haven't been before. One of the things we say in that regard is you don't just quit a porn habit or an addiction. You must outgrow it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's really the vision the, the Apostle Paul gave is, hey, you, you need to grow in these areas, laying aside the old man putting on the new man in, in these different areas. And, and so, you know, if pastors could, could have that vision, um, I think it would be a game changer. Instead of just thinking, hey, this is just a, an issue, uh, just a recovery issue, or hey, this is a problem that people with problems need to go get help. Instead of, hey, this is an incredible opportunity for deep discipleship. Yeah, I love the fact that you're, you're putting this into the... Uh, the the biblical framework of discipleship because I do think a lot of times when it comes to quote unquote recovery ministry, it has been kind of seen as an outlier from the church. Like, go over there for recovery yeah. when it's and, and almost the church abdicating its responsibility to make disciples. 
And I love the fact that you're, I think you've got the right vision there that is saying, hey, every part of your being is within this discipleship framework. And so there's sexual brokenness there. Hey, that's part of a discipleship conversation and a discipleship process. Can you share with us, uh, talk us through the name of the program, the Freedom Fight. What are we What are we fighting? What is this battle? And how do you try to frame that up in terms of communicating what this title means to this program or this process? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um... You know, and I, and I think the, you know, the freedom fight is really kind of multifaceted. You know, on the one hand, you know, Jesus has already won the freedom fight by his death and resurrection. The power of sin has been broken. And so just recognizing that, man, the ultimate freedom fight has been, been won. How can we walk in that victory? How can we walk in the victory that Christ has, has uh, you know, bought us in and I think, you know, first, first Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8 is, you know, crucial in that as it talks about, you know, we have the promises of God that, that help us to walk in freedom, um, you know, from impurity. And then it says, but I need to add to my faith. And then it walks through a list of different things I need to add to my faith and moral excellence and godliness and um and so it's a both both and so i think you know understanding hey jesus has fought and won the freedom fight and i need to walk in that path of winning the freedom fight for myself and recognizing the spiritual warfare is i think another important you know point because you know in ephesians you know paul talks about walking um you know in a manner worthy of our calling. And in, in chapter six, he talks about standing against the schemes of the devil. And, and so that's the fight piece because, you know, once again, I, you know, as we think about spiritual warfare, if you think of the impact that pornography has on a person's spiritual life, on their marriage, on their relationships with their kids, you know, we have data, real peer-reviewed data on the impact. We don't have to guess. Um, and it, but when we look at the spiritual warfare, I mean, it's on a massive level. And mm -hmm. there's so many Christians that because of their pornography addiction, they're walking around in a shame identity. And they're stuck in the shadows. Um, the, you know, the enemy has sidelined so many you know, people uh, you know, from running after Christ and his purposes. And, and so recognizing the spiritual warfare that is at play, um, you know, is another aspect of the freedom fight. And um, yeah, so those, those would be, yeah, a couple of thoughts on that. So talk a little bit about the necessity of authentic community in this battle and in this pursuit of, of greater integrity. And, and also maybe what that has looked like in shoe leather, so to speak, in your ministry? How, what does that look like in the young men that you have been discipling in this process? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, with, with the authentic community, um, you know, when we have our small groups, uh, when, you know, guys are, are sharing, one of the things we, we established early on is just, 
you know, at the very first meeting is the confidentiality. Whatever's shared in the group stays in the group. And so it's a safe place that, you know, people can share. Um, and, and also really just casting a vision that, you know, James 5.16, uh, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The first step towards freedom is confession mm-hmm. and being honest with our sin. Um, and so... You know, we, we answer questions each week, and one of the questions that we answer is, have you lied to anybody directly or indirectly this week, you know, on any topic? Because we, we want to be held accountable, you know, to what we're sharing on this topic, but, but also just in life in general. Um, and so just the, yeah, the authenticity piece is significant. And, and so we have a, a check-in time each week where guys answer certain questions, um, but also during the week, um, guys are checking in. So we have a mobile app where guys check in daily. And so in two or three minutes, they'll answer a few questions. Hey, how am I doing? What's my major emotion? You know, and they'll, um, you know, and then they'll text with, you know, 140 or 200 characters. Hey, how am I doing? Hey, what, what do I need prayer for? And so it's just a, a great way for them to connect and for them to be honest. Um, also, if a guy relapses during the week, um, you know, we really encourage guys within 12 to 24 hours that they fill out a crash report and send it to the group. That, and they answer questions or certain questions in that crash report that helps them learn, uh, hey, how did I get here? Why, you know, where did I go wrong in the process? And really try to help them fell forward. Um, but in all of that, you know, the often, you know, the authentic sharing and honesty is just crucial. Um, because when guys step out and they're honest and then they get, you know, positive feedback, you know, you can see the shame just beginning to lift as, you know, some of those lies that they had told themselves, like, Hey, if I ever share this with somebody, man, they're never going to talk to me again, or man, they're going to, you know, think I'm just a, you know, crazed pervert. And, um, and yet when they, ex- you know, receive grace and acceptance, man, those, those lies diminish, the shame begins to, you know, lift. And, you know, it's huge just yeah. uh, for, for guy, you know, had a guy, you know, this week, you know, just shared about being lonely. And that was a big step for him because, you know, guys don't want to share that. It's like, man, I was lonely and man, this was, um, mm-hmm. but those, those are the things that we want to continue to, you know, encourage. And so just to, you know, form that authentic community. And so when guys go through a, a six or seven month group and it really just establishes that and it, it becomes something like they've never experienced before. Um, and we really just cast vision of, reproducing that kind of authentic community, you know, and wherever they go, you know, beyond then. Yeah. Well, Ted, in our, in our last few minutes here, would you just speak to that guy out there um, or those guys out there that are, you know, they might be thinking, man, I feel like I've tried everything. I, you know, I've just, I'm in this cycle of, you know, binge purge, you know, that type of thing. What encouragement would you give to the guy who feels like he's just weary and he's maybe felt like he's tried everything and just can't break free? And then finally, um, let our listeners know how they can get 
access to the program, how they can learn more about it and get plugged in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I would just say to that guy that don't believe the lie. Um, you know, if you've trusted in Christ and what he has done for us on the cross, you know, claiming that, claiming the victory, um, you know, that Christ has, has purchased and, and don't allow the, the enemy wants to lie to us and keep us in the shadows and, uh, you know, give us reasons to give up. And so I would just, you know, again, encourage the James 5.16 that, you know, confessing uh, and then getting help. And, and that's why we created our, our online, again, it's free, thefreedomfight.org. Uh, we, we have an app and a website. Uh, they're, they're both connected. You could do one or the other or both. Um, and so it's... It's a way to get started, um, and you know, a person can start it individually early on. We will coach you up on how to bring an accountability partner into that process, um, and so you know that that would you know be a, 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 an easy first step. You know, on our program, you know, our our main program is is six months. We also have a thirty day challenge um, that you know, can be a good first step just to get, you know, accustomed to the program. And it, it becomes an easy thing. And I would encourage guys to think about this. If you're struggling, guess what? You know, you just have to read the stats. You probably got friends that are struggling. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would encourage you, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this 30-day challenge and just to help me grow in my personal purity. Hey, what if you do, do this with me? And you, you can begin going through and you begin learning about the brain science. You, it de-shames the topic. It gives you hope um, and encouragement and steps you can take. And at the end of that process, you know, hey, all of a sudden you've started interacting with some friends on this topic that's kind of, you know, you haven't interacted with before. And so that's been a, a you know, an easy kind of first step for people to take, Um and you know to do do with a group as well yeah well ted this has been a excellent conversation we will put all that information in the show notes so so guys can get access to the program but man thanks for putting this together thank you for being with us today and and being being willing to step into this space of ministry it's not a it's not the uh it's not often the the jazzy uh parts of ministry. I love the fact that I love the way that you framed it in deep discipleship, like you're going to the deep end of the pool. So thank you for doing that and for being with us. Absolutely. Jonathan, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate your ministry. Yeah. Well, listeners, uh, go to uh, thefreedomfight.org, learn more about that. We'll have that in our show notes. We're grateful that you've been with us and we look forward to seeing you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.